This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number eight of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Mike Curry, and I just want to thank everybody for the continued support over the first seven episodes, but this is episode eight, and I know it's been a minute. I know a lot of things have been going on, uh, especially in the NBA world, but without further ado, let's jump right into it. Today's topics are We got NBA playoff action Uh, I missed some game threes and some game fours So we're going to talk briefly about that We're also going to talk a little NFL news The recent schedule came out for the upcoming season 2017-2018 season We're going to talk about the marquee matchups That are going to take place in that season Also going to talk a little Aaron Hernandez news and we're going to talk local news. So let's get right into things. First things first, I want to talk Cleveland Cavaliers. The defending champs swept the Indiana Pacers. Uh, They won the series four games to zero. I honestly think that the Pacers deserve to lose that series. They deserve to get swept after blowing a 26-point lead in game three on their home floor. It's just crazy. They didn't deserve to be there. I expected a little better from the Pacers. Honestly, before the year started, I thought the Pacers were going to be really good with the Thaddeus Young signing, the Jeff Teague trade, the Al Jefferson signing. But it just didn't manufacture. It just didn't work out. But I I had high hopes for the Pacers, but they got swept. But let's not take anything away from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I really want to shout out LeBron because I don't like LeBron in the regular season. I like playoff LeBron. I like I like playoff like postseason LeBron because we get to see LeBron in his full form. LeBron's not going to exert all that energy in the regular season. He's going to give it to you in the postseason when it matters most, April, May, and June. So I'm going to read you his stats because they were absolutely amazing. 32.8 points per game while shooting 54% from the field, as well as 45% behind the arc. Almost 10 rebounds with 9.8, 9 assists, 3 steals, and also 2 blocks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is playoff LeBron for you. He had an outstanding series. Kyrie Irving, he played great as well. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they seem to they seem to got it together, honestly. And I also want to give credit to Tyron Lue. Uh, who has been proven to to stick with certain lineups? He doesn't. He he won't stick to a certain lineup based off a name. He's not afraid to bench guys, and I like that. Uh, he had a lineup in Game Three uh, when the Pacers were coming back. He had an interesting lineup. I believe it was LeBron, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, Channing Frye, and I cannot remember who else was on the floor. But it was snipers all around, and it was pretty much a drive and kick thing. You can't, LeBron draws so much attention that you can't just key in on him. And I think Channing Frye hit the big clutch shot. Cleveland just got a lot of shooters, and it's only going to get more dangerous from there. But I want to shout out the Cleveland Cavaliers. They will be awaiting, they're the two seed, so they'll be awaiting the 
I'm sorry, awaiting the winner of the Bucks Raptors series, which is a very interesting series. So I'm going to talk about that series. The Raptors defeated the Bucks the other day, and it was a really ugly game, ugly shooting wise. But they won. The Raptors won. I believe the score was 83 to 70 something. I'm not quite sure. I got it, 87 to 76. DeMar DeRozan, he balled out in that game. He had 33, but it was really an ugly shooting game. I think the Raptors shot like 41% and the Bucks shot high 30s, which is not a recipe for success to win. And their leading scorer was Tony Snell, believe it or not, and that is not a recipe for success. So that series, it's got a lot interesting. I don't really want to call it because every time I say the Bucks have the upper hand, the Raptors seem to take the upper hand. And then when I say the Raptors have the upper hand, the Bucks take the upper hand. So I don't really know what to say. I think the Raptors are going to win it. Uh, I was on record saying that the Raptors were winning like five, and I was I was wrong. Uh, one of my good friends called me out for saying that. But the series could still go seven. But I think the Raptors are going to win ultimately. But we'll just have to see. The next series I want to talk about is the Grizzlies and Spurs series. That series has been very entertaining, way more entertaining than I could imagine. When I see when I think about the Grizzlies and the Spurs, I think, oh wow, that's boring. But the series has not disappointed. Last 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 game, the Grizzlies won it in overtime on a Marcus Saw game winning shot. And that game was crazy. Mike Conley was balling out. Kawhi Leonard was balling out. They would just Kawhi Leonard and Mike Conley at one time were going back and forth. It was crazy. It was it was it was just crazy. And that series got a lot interesting. The Spurs took care of business at home, winning their first two games, and the Grizzlies they took care of business at home, winning their two games. So it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be a really interesting game five, and we're just gonna see who wins. I, I got the Spurs, but Kawhi Leonard has been playing phenomenal these playoffs he's been giving me vintage kobe vibes he's hit some tough shots some fadeaways and just some really tough shots and clutch as well he's been playing great uh he's really he's really the next superstar in this league honestly and uh he's been playing great mike conley the most underrated player has been playing great but i want to tip my hats off to the grizzlies and coach dave fisdale for getting those guys ready uh it's been a great series man Take that for data. That's right. Take that for data. I'm flip-flopping between the East and the West, so I'm going to jump back East Coast. Uh, Saturday, the Hawks absolutely blew out the Wizards, and they killed them. Uh, I had the Hawks winning a game at home. I had the series going five, but I picked the Wizards to win in five. So I figured the Hawks would win at least one game at home, but they played great. Paul Millsap played great. Dennis Schroeder's been playing great, like I said. And uh, Torian Prince, a guy that I mentioned in uh, a few podcasts, he's been playing really great. John Wall, he did his thing. He balled out. He balled out only missing two shots. He had 29 points, seven assists, four rebounds. He was 10 or 12 from the field. Uh, However, the rest of the Wizards roster could not get it together. Uh, Brad Bill was 6 for 20. He was off. Nobody could just get it together. Brandon Jennings was the second leading scorer with 13. And that is not a recipe for success. 
Brandon Jennings is a good player off the bench, but if the Wizards are getting, you know, multiple guys in double figures, then they're, they're, they're forced to be reckoned with, but they just did not play great. They didn't play great defense at all, giving up 116 to the Hawks. And they just looked awful. But I really want to shout out John Wall, who's been balling, averaging 31 for the series, 10 dimes. He's just been playing like a monster, man. John Wall's been balling for his career for the most part. But y'all are just really getting to see things because the Wizards are actually winning. But the next game of that series is tonight, actually, uh, at the Phillips Arena. Uh, game four is going to be really interesting. So we're just going to see what happens. I want to transition to the Clippers and Jazz series. And if y'all remember, I said Jazz in six. That series has been crazy injury-wise. Rudy Gobert was hurt games one through three, but he returned in game four, and he was big for the Jazz. He was absolutely huge for the Jazz, scoring 15 points and 13 rebounds and just been a great presence in the post as far as rim protection. I know Blake Griffin is injured. And I know he's out for the rest of the playoffs. But Blake Griffin is soft. I just want to get that off my chest real quick. Blake Griffin is soft. He seems to get hurt just about every year. He got hurt when he entered the league. Uh, he's had some nagging injuries. But Blake Griffin is soft. I got the Jazz in six. I want to shout out my guy Joe Johnson, who had 28 off the bench on 12 or 17 shooting from the field. He had a pretty good all-around game, honestly. He had five rebounds and five assists to go along with those. Go along with those 28 points. Want to shout out to Joe Johnson. Rodney Hood had a great game. Gordon Hayward got injured in that game. He did not return to the second half. So the Jazz really, they, they got some they got some big scoring from a few guys off the bench. So I want to tip my hats off to them. And tip my hat off to Quinn Snyder. Nobody really talks about the Jazz anyways. But I want to tip my hats off to Quinn Snyder, the coach of the Utah Jazz, for getting those guys ready, getting those guys playing well. I picked the Jazz in six. I hope everybody remembers that. And I think the Jazz will win it in six. I know on my last episode, I gave the Boston Celtics hell. So I'm going to give them some respect. After trailing 2-0, we have a tied series between the Celtics and the Bulls. The main reason, I believe, is because the injury of Rajon Rondo, and we do not know when he will return. So that kind of sucks. He has a broken thumb, I believe, and it kind of sucks. But I'm going to talk about game four. Isaiah Thomas was really big for the Celtics, scoring 33 points. Uh, Al Horford added in 15. But the great move, a great move, I want to say, is the turning point of this series is Gerald Green, who was not getting any playing time, being inserted into the starting lineup and making the most of that opportunity, scoring 18 points last game. Seven rebounds. He even hit four threes. Gerald Green has been one of my favorite players in the league for a while. You guys might remember him from the birthday cake dunk that he had in the dunk contest. But Gerald Green has been doing his thing. He was in the league. Then he bounced out of the league. Balled in the D League. Got got picked up by the Pacers. Played uh, big minutes on the Suns a couple years ago. And he played on the Heat last year. And now he's on the Celtics. And Brad Stevens... Looks like he's pressing the right buttons, giving the right guys minutes. So I want to shout out Brad Stevens and shout out Gerald Green because I don't think I don't think the series would be tied if it wasn't for Gerald Green. Isaiah Thomas has been balling. Shout out to IT. And we have a tied series, so game five is going to be really interesting as the series shifts back to Boston. Remember, Chicago 
won the first two games on the road, and Boston turned around and did the same thing, and now the series ships back to Boston. Will Boston win the third straight game? We'll see. It's going to be interesting. And last but not least, I want to talk about the three six matchup going out west. Y'all know what I'm. Y'all know what I'm about to talk about. I'm ready to talk about the Rockets and the Thunder. That game was crazy. Honestly, came down to a few late possessions when the Rockets took full advantage. Russell Westbrook, he's been balling out. He had a triple double at halftime. But listen, I'll take Russell Westbrook for the first 46 minutes. But in the last two minutes, he's just erratic. I know he made a big shot. It was a deep three, but those aren't good shots. Scott Brooks was getting blamed for the lack of creativity when he was the Thunder's coach. But the offense really has not changed. It's still stagnant. They fired Scott Brooks, brought in Billy Donovan. Things really have not changed, honestly. Like I said, I'll take Russell Westbrook for the first 46 minutes. But down the stretch, he still turns the ball over. Listen, I know the Thunder would not be where they are without Russ. But come on, you're naive if you think that he's not erratic in the final two minutes of games. Like, seriously, the offense it, the offense is very stagnant when it comes to the last two minutes of the game. Every Thunder game is like... It's like you know what's gonna happen, honestly. If if the Thunder if the Thunder in a tie game or if they're trailing by a few points, you know what's gonna happen. But nevertheless, I want to talk about Nene who had a big game. He couldn't do this on the Wizards, but he had a big game off the Rockets bench, scoring twenty eight points as well as adding in ten rebounds. And he didn't miss a single shot. He was twelve for twelve from the field. Lou Williams added in eighteen. Eric Gordon added in eighteen. I've been raving about. These pickups for the Rockets, I've been raving about those guys. James Harden, he had 16. He was he was off for the most part, but he had he had eight assists, seven rebounds, and uh, he he had a clutch shot uh, late in the game. But that game was crazy, honestly. And the series is now three to one, Houston, and I think the Rockets are getting ready to end this one in Game Five. It's going to be interesting to see what Russell Westbrook does. And after the game, uh, there was an interesting press conference. Uh, a reporter was really trying to, I guess, salvage the Thunder, you could say. He was trying to salvage them. But Russell Westbrook, he was not having it. He he really defended his teammates. And I, and I love what he had to say. And I'm going to play that soundbite for you all. Steven, second time in three games, uh, you guys really struggled when Russell went to the bench. You were out there for part of that. What goes on when he goes to the bench? Why is Houston so successful? And, and do you sense that, that they sort of get an energy boost just from him going out of the game? Hold on, Steven. <clears throat> I don't want nobody to try to split us up. We all one team. Regardless, if I go to the bench, if Steven's on the floor, if I'm off the floor, we in this together. Don't split us up. Don't try to split us up. Don't try to make us go against each other. Try to make it against Russell and the rest of the guys. Russell against Houston. I don't. I don't want to hear that. We in this together. We playing as a team, and that's all that matters. That's it. Yeah, Russell. I'm not trying to split you up, but twice in three games, you guys have not played well at all. When you've gone to the bench, that's fine. We, say, and I'm just say, trying to figure out what's going say, on. Russell, you ain't played well at all. Say Russell and the team is haven't played well. Don't say. When Russell goes out, the team don't play well. It don't matter. We in this together. That may that may be Russell, but I asked Stephen a question, cool. and it's, it's a legitimate. Me and you. Next question. It's a legitimate question. Next question. Oh, 
Next question. Quote. Next question. No, I think we'll keep the microphone. I had a question for Steve. I had a question for Stephen, and it wasn't answered. And I don't understand if Stephen wants to say he still hasn't said anything. If he wants to say I don't want to answer that, fine. But next question, please. Oh yeah, wait a minute. I, I was about to be done, but Andre Roberson, my man, you're a wing player. Why are you two of seventeen from the free throw line this series? Two of seventeen. You're a wing player. Why? Why, man? You lost your team the game. Honestly, missing all those free throws, man. You were worse than Shaq at the free throw line. You had guys on the Rockets bench just laughing at you because you weren't you weren't making your free throws like that. Come on, man. <laughs> I wanted to transition to talk about the Golden State Warriors, but before I talk about the Warriors Trailblazer series. I want to say I feel bad for Steve Kerr, and I wish Steve Kerr a speedy recovery. He has a severe back injury, and he may be out for the rest of the playoffs, but we don't know. His status is really uncertain right now. But I want to talk about Game 3. The Warriors took a 3-0 series lead against the Trailblazers once again without the help of Kevin Durant, and this time without Steve Kerr as their coach. And the Warriors were coached by Mike Brown the other night. And Mike Brown was a tremendous coach in this league. He used to coach uh, LeBron's old Cavalier teams and coach the Lakers for a little bit. But the Warriors, they don't, they don't need too much coaching, honestly, to be honest. But they won without Kevin Durant again. And Kevin Durant's going to get about a week's rest before their next game. So shout out to the Warriors for taking a 3-0 lead. I want to transition to the NFL. I want to talk a few marquee matchups. The schedule came out last week on Thursday, so I wanted to talk about a few marquee matchups. Week one, right off the bat, we got the New England Patriots, the world champion Patriots, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs had a really good defense last year. They had a really good team, honestly. They just Their offense just couldn't get it together in the playoffs. As you know, they had an ugly game against the Steelers. The bleeder score was 16-9, something like that. It's an ugly game. Uh, we got that week one. We also have the Cowboys versus the Giants again. Seems like we always get that matchup, but I'm looking forward to it as a fan of a team that's in the NFC East. I, I, like, to, I like to see them beat up on each other, but it's going to be a good game. We also got the Seahawks and the Packers. That should be good. Week five, we have the Packers versus the Cowboys rematch, a rematch of the divisional round uh, where the Packers won in dramatic fashion. And we also have week 10, we have the Cowboys versus the Atlanta Falcons, two teams who made the playoffs. Of course, the Falcons, the defending NFC champs, and they'll be at their new stadium uh, in Atlanta. And week seven, we have our Super Bowl rematch, the Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be a really good game. I'm excited for that one. And uh, I'll get into my NFL predictions when that time comes. We're in April, so it's a bit too early. But August, I'll probably drop some predictions for y'all. wanted to transition and talk briefly about Aaron Hernandez. Uh, his death was ruled a suicide. And it's also some developing news 
saying that he has some letters left in his cell, some suicide letters. So we're going to see what's going on about that when that news unfolds. And I'm going to talk a little local news. The Washington Capitals finished and won their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They won the series in six games. In overtime, they won game six, two to one. And the Wizards play tonight, of course, against the Hawks, uh, game four in Atlanta. And that's all for local news. So I want to wrap things up by thanking everybody for all the love and support, all the continued support. I just want to thank all you guys for being on this journey with me. I hope you all enjoy listening as much as I love recording and giving you all this information and my opinions. I just want to thank everybody for all the love and support. This is Mike Curry. Episode 8 is done.